Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or thousands, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. Manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications with ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard. Plus, you can access industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post, with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Use promo code WONDERY today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code WONDERY. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 662. Uh, we have, uh, do you have something in the corkboard, Kyle? Uh, yeah. That people can send uh, by going to events at Nerdist.com on their email. Uh, we've got Monster Stomp. What? Yeah. It's, uh, it's in uh, Nashville, which is a place where fun things happen. I know Nashville well, very and, well. Uh, this is, uh, do you like, uh, you like the, the rock and roll dance music? Yeah. You know what would make it better? No. Uh, monster, 50s monster movie oh, theme. Always. Yeah. yeah. It's hosted by the uh, horror host, Dr. Gangrene. Okay. And uh, they just have a bunch of cool bands that are going to play horror, 50s horror movie style music. Okay, good. Uh, I thought you, I'm glad you said horror. For a second, I thought you said horror host. It came out weird. Uh, well, horror. horror. There's an after party that we're no, okay. working out. Right, they actually it. sent you some photos, Chris, to what? see if you would like to I don't know what you're come talking. to the party. So that's amazing. I'm just going to put what, these what, in what? your pocket. No, that's a fake thing I was saying that I was going to try to get you some horrors. How, da- How dare you? <laughs> Um, so where is when is this thing? Uh, it, this is uh, May eighth at uh, nine p.m. and it is at this person just wrote a big old paragraph full of content at the basement in Nashville. Okay, great. Thank you, Kyle. No problem. I would like to tell people that we have a pair of tickets to give away to our Marvel movie marathon on April twentieth. It goes from the twentieth to twenty first. It's a twenty eight ish hour marathon at the El Capitan. Uh, it is sold out. People bought tickets. We're going to be. Uh, Going up in between movies, and there'll be uh, giveaways and prizes, and there's a, like uh, we're providing some food for people, so they're not just there, you know, stuck in a theater without any sustenance for 29 hours. Uh, but it's it's all 11 Marvel movies in chronological order, starting with Iron Man and ending with Age of Ultron before anyone else Ooh. gets to see it. Um, and we have a pair of tickets to give away, radio show style, for a listener who's we've launched uh, Nerdist.com now has a, a new sign in. Because we don't have to use someone else's anymore. That's why we changed that. Because now we actually have the digital infrastructure to have our own sign-in. So that's what this is about. Cool. That's, that's why you have to re-sign up for Nerdist.com. Uh, but it, you, you'll, you'll, there are more perks and benefits to doing that as, as time goes on that we will be announcing in the future. But if you go to the post of this episode uh, and just make any kind of comment... You know, it doesn't even have to be... You can even tell me that I'm uh, a, a bag of shit, and that's fine. You will be entered into a randomized contest to receive a pair of two tickets to the Marvel Movie Marathon uh, uh, April 20th and I've been thinking this whole time about how to try to bring a catheter in to just sit... 
for 29 hours. Yeah, or, or just uh, eat popcorn out of a bucket. And nah. Actually, don't pee into the bucket. <laughs> don't do that. Um, we're going to pick a winner at random and announce that on Wednesday's podcast. So do that as fast as you can. This episode was the undateable cast. Brent Morin, David Finn, Rick Glassman, Ron Funches. Everyone's uh, favorite at Midnight contestant, Ron Funches. Uh, they're promoting Undateable Tuesdays at 9 on NBC. And uh, good group of dudes. Really funny. Quality and everyone's funny in a different way. Yeah. And it got serious for a minute, which was really fun. But just sort of like comedy and intolerance and bullying, and which was great. Also, there's a British accent contest. There's a British accent contest. Uh, David Finn wins because <laughs> he is British. Episode number 662. Beginning now. Wait, now. Okay, now. Now, Katie. Do it. Katie. Katie. I don't think she's coming back. Why'd she leave? And probably all the shouting. We'll have to do it ourselves. Bling, 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 bling. Now entering Nerdist.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Well dressed for an audio form. Yeah. Are you wearing a KK Slider shirt? Mm-hmm. Fucking sweet. Thank you. I mean, walking in and expecting to see them and then seeing you on the phone and then I'll go, I might as well have just caught someone <laughs> masturbating. I couldn't. <laughs> what if I was? I think I would have just been like, nah, keep on going. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you for coming out in the, in the rain of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. This is as bad as it gets. We're okay. Yes, people. You seem a little shaken up, Brent. I'm traumatized now. (laughs) The rain? No. The sky is... Jesus is crying. I'm waking up. I'm doing a little Red Bull. I'm going to wake up. Why why are you... I just flew in from New York, and I didn't really sleep on that. Oh, there it is. Drop it in. I spilled a coffee on my... I spilled a cappuccino all over myself. Oh! Yeah. Rich people problems. (laughs) (laughs) Spilling a cappuccino on a Max. When that chair reclines into a bed, you gotta be careful. <laughs> did you fly jet, back JetBlue also? Uh, yeah. Ron, no, I know you did. Oh, Ron, did, did you? you? No. Oh. oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. is, great. Is Ron, are you flying private now, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> JetBlue Mint is basically private. You get your own little cabins. It's Have you crazy. Done it? No. Have you done it? It's just out of Fantastic. New York to LA, but oh. 180 degrees, they close your doors in, they give you ice All the food is straight out of New York. They pick them up from the restaurants and bring it on. So it's not airplane food. Not to mention anything you want from the back, the pretzels, the hummus, the dips, yours. They just really? Give it to you. They just give it to you. It's pretty amazing. That's insane. I, t- I got so much food. I ruined the experience within like the first 30 minutes of the plane ride by spilling a coffee all over myself. So but did, I didn't uh, enjoy it as well. Did a robo-maid come in? And, <laughs> uh, did you get to, was there a shower? Were you able to it was a up? horrifying suction uh, system on the seat. <laughs> I did coffee right. They brought us some vanilla bean organic ice cream. I threw it in my I coffee. Did. I mixed it up and I had a fucking time. Coffee I apologize for the right. I so, did my coffee right. You ever put ice cream in coffee? Yes, yeah. of course. I, didn't know, I 
I, be- I don't think I invented it, but nobody told me about it. <laughs> well, the way to do it for me is that I'll scoop the ice cream and then dunk it, like scoop I was the glass. That. That's how it started. Then, yeah, That's how it nice. started for me. And then I'm like, a bigger scoop, it fell in, might as well mix it. Because it, it just melts when you drop it in there. Yeah, it's but so cream. does cream. What's the difference between cream other than it tastes better with you ice can't, cream? You don't really want to eat cream with a spoon unless no, you No, but I'm saying you put cream into coffee. It's true. So it's pretty much cream. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, why not do the ice cream? Is coffee ice cream? <laughs> is coffee on coffee too much? No. Coffee ice cream on coffee ice cream? No, not too much? I don't know, man. I was flying high. I was having a good time. Mint. Jet Blue Mint. I've heard of it, but yeah. I haven't... Uh... It's amazing. You know, I... Uh... <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly... <laughs> it's actually I amazing. Saw, I, I checked the time, and I saw there was a little over four hours left. I'd already watched a movie, and I wasn't sure if we are almost landing. And I saw four hours left. I got so excited. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I was next to my girlfriend. She's very pretty. Mr. Fine. Glassman, you're going to have to get off the plane now. <laughs> okay. No. I get it, but take me back. All right. Let's go back. Let's take another one. Let's do another lap. <laughs> I'm awake from this coffee ice cream. Everyone, you know, normally, because we don't, this is more people than we normally have at one time on the podcast. Uh, well, actually, that's not true when Matt and Jonah are here, but everyone should introduce themselves so that the audience knows whose voice is whose, starting with Brent. Hey, what's going on? That's not your voice, Brent. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Brent Morin. Uh-huh. That's still, not, that's still not your no, voice. That's, that's my voice. That's is when he's talking about agent's voice. Hey, hey. What's going on with all these agents right now? <laughs> Where's my agent now? Yeah. Want to go out on a date? <laughs> I think, of course, everyone knows. You're listening to the smooth tones <laughs> of Ron Funches. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, <laughs> a solid owl, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> Welcome back to Silly Jazz with Ron Funches. It's just all like yakety sax, but you, but you say it like it's yeah. smooth jazz. Here's another hour of a guy chasing a topless woman. <laughs> You're listening to clown jazz. <laughs> Good. Rick? I don't have a joke prepared, but I'm going <laughs> oh, to try something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Rick. Oh. You know, we, have, we take our swings. Is that Rick or Rip Torn? No, no. I think it was more Rick Grimes. I could do Rick Torn. Rip Torn? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, men in Black. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad, right? Pretty good. Yeah. Just the film title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm David Finn. Ooh. Perfect. Ooh. Classy. It stands out. Sophisticated. Yeah. That stands out. Yeah. That Over. fake accent. Yeah, I know, out. I know. Brent, uh, uh, Ron, I just actually did the show. He did a Meltdown show last night. Did at midnight yesterday. and uh, uh, Beta. Yeah, beta test. Um, oh, you didn't do it. D- Doug did at midnight yesterday, and you did beta test last night. Uh, Brent, uh, we got to be pals touring on the Oddball Tour. Yeah. Did you have fun? A, I had a blast. It was pretty cool. We had a fun little group, though, it like after nice. the show, like you, me, and What'd you Jeff break, Ross. Rick? What did you drop? <laughs> cookies? Why are you waving your hand? I'm black. I'm black. I'm just to keep Rip Torn, why did you break Rick Glassman's phone? <laughs> we had a great time. That was fun. I love that tour. I wish I got to do it with you too, Ron, because I know you did it too. But we didn't have the same cities. Yeah, that was my request. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have very, very similar acts. Mine just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Brent, no, I remember your sets went great. Oh, and then the first, the first show we did... I think it was in mm, Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. And uh, Brent could not contain himself. He had to sing uh, teen boy hip hop music. He has a very nice singing voice. <laughs> we know. And I'm sure you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, we and, know. And so he, he, he clubs at it constantly. <laughs> he, he clubs us over the head with it. He couldn't contain himself. And so the funniest part of it, though, 
Because he admitted to the audience it was self-indulgent. He knew it was indulgent, but he did it anyway. I had to do it. It was an amphitheater. It felt, felt cool. <laughs> you know, it was like 15,000 people or whatever was watching Marin backstage yeah. get annoyed. But, like, you started seeing it. was like, oh, fuck this. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I knew That's he would cool. be annoyed. And the first, I go right up to him before they call his name. I go, Mark, I'm sorry. I had to do it. He goes, you fucking hack. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's when me and Mark became friends. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. And then the next thing I go, I won't do it in Atlanta, but then Atlanta was so cool. I go, Mark, you're not going to like this. And I, I hear him laughing backstage. <laughs> I did it again. It's hard not to. It's my rock star fantasy. Did you like the, did you have fun? Do you like performing for a lot of people or is it too, is that too it's 50, like 15, 20? No, nah, I like people? it when it's like nobody and I'm making no money and stuff. I like that purist stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. No, I like it. It's fun. I mean, it's different for me and it's fun to see if I can make what I do work, which is not much movement and not much, you know, there's a lot of some energy, but it's not high pace. So it's fun to see. And then I try to do different things. Like I, I also Marin hated my act because I brought out a, a whole hype posse that backed me up and threw confetti and broke a bunch of stuff and threw top ramen into the crowd. It was a really, it was a fun time. <laughs> but that's that, the best. There place could be a whole separate that. podcast called Marin hates my act. <laughs> <laughs> like, Here's what Marin hates about my act. He <laughs> let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. How did you How did you hurl Skittles into uh, the? Did I did it. I didn't. I I have some ideas about how to do it in a in a large environment, mostly with like with, with t-shirt cannons or things mm-hmm. of that nature. But I haven't done it yet. You could put not in every chair; it'd be expensive. But under every fourth chair, there's a bag of Skittles, and let have the host let them know. And then when you're about to <laughs> do it, they can pour it in the people in front of them. Now is the time. For, <laughs> hey guys, remember those Skittles that have been under your seats? Now's the time. There's the little... energy has been killed, but we'll do it. <laughs> did you boom, boom. Uh, did you do any of the uh, the oddball dates? No, I was busy. Were <laughs> <laughs> you busy not doing the oddball? Yeah. <laughs> I had to do that purest shit that Rob was talking about. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's amazing to it really is amazing to get to to do that. But honestly, like comedy is meant to be intimate. I really yeah. do think it's mm-hmm. better when the room is yeah smaller. It's, it's a yeah. better feeling of having the. Um, I opened for Aziz on, on some arena shows, and it was weird to have that many people, and then it, like. It, feels like the last punch you back and that's fun but it, it seems like it takes so long to get a reaction yeah i, I like the when it's just like back and forth where it feels almost like you're in a fight or, or in, a, in a fun dance yeah well because you have Those to two and, completely different things <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so the, have you not seen west side story yeah it was yeah, a fun uh, dance and a fight at right. the same time hey, listen, R- we all make mistakes, and if you're a good fighter technically <laughs> yeah. it's just a fun dance to you yeah michael jackson's beat it i mean there's a lot of yeah cases. there was a fun fight dance yeah that yeah. happened yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do that <laughs> what he just always he could say the first letter of, of sentences really F-L-O-S-R-F. fast. I like uh, the, the, the. I can't even explain it. I C E I. He's only started you know, doing at, it in the last few months. At first, I was going to be like, "What's hard about that?" But he said it so A-F-I-W-F-H-A-B-T. fast. That he, so fast. A B T. God damn it. G D I. Do it for the whole. For the whole podcast. I don't know how he does it. It's freaky. It is a weird mutant X Man power. W M M P. So. Mr. Glassman, you've been accepted to the, the Xavier School of Gifted Children. Y-I-H. Oh! 
The Initialist. The Initialist. Call it The Initialist. Why? I know what. Why are we calling them? No, he can help us save the world. <laughs> so this initialist is going to help me find my kid? C-T-I-A-G-H-F-M-K. And... No, but he just does that, and it's yeah. really cool. It now really, put it onto the yeah. board and follow the coordinates. And the Quite honestly, is, I think your kid's dead, but this the, is really cool. The best part right, is it does it. not lose its novelty. I guarantee it. I-G-I. Watch this. W-T. <laughs> I wish people could see the way your your head your face is nestled in your hands when you do it. Small, I'm the tallest one. I I literally have a baby microphone and a baby chair. (laughs) It's adorable. I did. They should look cute. Now, where did where did obviously you came from across the pond? I assume, but where where did comedically where did you come from? Comedically, uh, I've just done a bunch of uh, television comedy back home. And then uh, I came out for pilot season, and uh, I, I auditioned for these guys, and then I was in. And then I find myself doing a tour, a comedy <laughs> tour <laughs> of the United States and having to write five minutes of terrible material to bring these guys on. Yeah, he um, did stand up for the first time on our dateable. Uh, how, how was his first? It was terrifying. Six hundred people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 The big because I was I was just replacing Bill because Bill did it last year. Yeah, Bill Lawrence, and then he couldn't do it. Um, so he he asked me to do it two days, I think, before they left. And he's done. Let me point something out. David is like like a trained actor, done Shakespeare's in front of thousands of people. He, I've never seen him like nervous, and he was so nervous backstage in Vegas. And they had him down for seven to ten minutes. <laughs> and he goes out there, and I'm taping him. And he, at two minutes and thirty seconds, he goes, "All right, okay, well, first <laughs> comedian, I'm going to do, do some crowd work." <laughs> two and a half minutes. I think by the end, I had a strong four. We <laughs> started having fun. Uh, let me at three. Let me at three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you like doing the stand-up? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. But I'm not sure if I could commit my, my life to kind of going up every night. Because I think as, as, a, as a craft, I think that's what it deserves. Right. And uh, I don't Make think everything can... sounds so good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can dedicate that much time or effort to it. Th- that, that is a trained now. performer right there. It's talking about craft and being dedicated and all that stuff. I know. We used to try to count the words, Chris uh, D'Elia and I backstage, how many like big words he would use during a stand-up set. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I came off stage and Chris was like, dude, don't ever fucking say frontier again. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like how Chris thinks frontier is a big word. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally in eight video games. <laughs> and Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say frontier. Yeah. I think I went. I went. Don't so, say hat. I went. I went so British and tried a couple of political jokes, and I was. Yeah, just like, those nah. were the best. Yeah, but that nah, wasn't because of the that. big words. That was just you talking about like didn't Mark Twain. I imagine this hilarious scene where you go up in a room in Vegas and you're like, "Can you believe the Tories?" And, then, <laughs> yeah, and Vegas yeah. is just, just no. Vegas is going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, ew. So I went in then and looked like a war cabinet. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, Vegas. Vegas can be a challenging place to do comedy because uh, oh, yeah. everyone's just sort of in Vegas mode. There's no other word for oh, it. Yeah. I was a lot of whooping. And There's a lot of whooping and and everyone. Where did you guys play? Whooping. Uh, House of Blues. Yeah, but we oh, really played whooping. at the blackjack tables at the Delano. Oh yeah, yeah that's oh, when we yeah. got excited. Speaking of uh, Mr. First Letters over here, uh, Rick is also uh, also very good at math. So we went and uh, played blackjack. Not that that had much to do with it, but it's just he knows how to play the game well. Okay. He wasn't card counting or anything. Um, there's Wink. there's there's a, there's something that I decided to do recently, 
uh, when I go with my friends, and instead of us all sitting at one table, we all just put the mon- pool the money. So we play one hand, and everyone has the same stakes on the same hand. It's just the energy's nuts. Yeah. It's like right. if we're all at a table and you get a blackjack, legitimately, I'm happy for you. That's right. awesome. But what am I going to get? You right. know what I mean? But when we are all have all the money on the same hand, it's like we all care just as much. Energy's great. When you lose, it doesn't matter because we're all laughing. We all lost together. When you win, we'll just keep pressing until we lose it all and then laugh together. Well, well lose, it, it didn't lose. matter to us. He was more of like this top gun. We found his vice. Rich's vice is he, he'll gamble. The high, the high <laughs> roller tables in Vegas. Yeah, we were Dude, starting to learn about so each other. So much fun. Well, I can't. It, it drives me crazy. If if I if I lose like three hundred dollars, I'm like, God damn it! I yeah. know. Well, why? First well, of all, on the relax. Three hundred dollars. The second we the second we got there, we all we're gonna go eat. So we go to eat, and Rick is just looking around. And he's got this energy, like yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a table. He goes, you know what? I'm gonna put some money down quick. Walking to eat. We just got there, and he puts like forty bucks down, doubles it up, loses it, loses eighty dollars. Right? It was like that. And instinctually, with and he's got a loud voice. It's a little Asian man who's dealing with cars too, like a tiny little guy with like big glasses. <laughs> Whose shares lower than mine right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Just like kind of hunched over, and Rick goes, "Come on, let's go, let's go." And then he loses. He's very vocal at the tables, and he just goes, "Ah, oh, you bitch!" Like right in his face. And he goes, "Sorry, I know." And you can see the balls, I got it. I got it. Immediately caught myself too much. All right. I'll eject myself. (laughs) We had a round, though. We we had a round. Brent, Ron, and I each put in 400. So we have $1,200. We're sitting at the tables. And it's too long of a story to get into. I don't know. It's not like we're going to tell it on a podcast or something. But the point is we put 800 on. I've never made a bet of $800 on a hand of blackjack. But we put it on and we won. And there's a crowd around us now. And we're just going nuts. And as a joke, I'm not serious. I say, sorry, boys, I got a problem. And I put the $1,600 on another hand. And Brent laughs. And when Brent laughs, I'm willing to lose everything. Yeah. All right. I, I'll do anything for a laugh. So we kept it on. And we won 3200 bucks. Oh, my and God. I'm literally shaking. And this woman, every, when you lose in Vegas, the dealers are on your side. Or at least they're pretending to be. You know, they're kind. But this woman, when people are losing, she's like talking shit and she's kind of mean and stuff. So when we get the $3,200, she's like, what's the matter? Are you too scared to go again? I said, I got to be honest. My hands are shaking. I got to get out of here. And I'm shaking, handing everyone their money back. And we made some money, man. Well, that was very, uh, very admirable of you to not go, let it ride. You know, <laughs> well, well, we've had those times. moments too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that could have ended real bad. We've it, lost. It, it happened a few times before and after, but ultimately we walked out with some good. With yeah, some we good. ended up ahead, but there was a time we, we kind of caught the bug. And when we got to Fort Lauderdale, there's this hard rock casino right there. And so before the show was on, before, before the, the show's <laughs> even over, and Chris D'Elia's on stage, the three of us go back to the casino and lose about 400 bucks each. And then went back again because the problem kicked in and we won somehow oh you guys you want it back well rick goes i'm still going and so then you go back and more money throw it down so we were kind of we kind of took you a dip like, but we you came said back. Leah, we're going to embark on a blackjack frontier and he was he stood there for an hour trying to <laughs> i knew that when we get to new york i'm going to stay at the home alone two hotel the plaza and i needed to make some cash <laughs> and did i do that absolutely did you did it, order a cheese pizza i didn't i don't eat cheese oh and they also and, uh, but i did order an ice cream because of it oh um, merry christmas you filthy animal and I, and a happy new year, man. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I stayed, have you ever stayed there? No, I've not stayed at the plaza. No, I don't think it's I have. It's too much. Oh. I walked hey, into the lobby and I was Stay I at the plaza. Broke. Uh, it's nice. Oh, my God. The people there. <laughs> the people there are like characters from a movie. Not necessarily Home Alone. 
We went down. We went down. Uh, like Dunstan checks in. Uh, Snottier than Dunstan checks in, but treating me as if I were the monkey. Okay. So we. Go, so it's Saturday. I guess New York is in heavy brunch day on Saturday. Sorry, rich people of the plaza. I didn't know. Point is, I wanted some pancakes. We asked them. They say there's this places, but there's a long wait. So we say, is there a diner nearby? And they said there's diners all over the place. And he said, but is there one that they're known for? And he laughs and he goes, they're all a bunch of greasy spoons. But I guess you could check the Astro Burger. <laughs> and I, I thought it was like when you're in Universal and you're seeing X Men or whatever it is. It's like these are characters. Yeah. These are playing snotty characters it was part of the experience i got a 12 dollar latte and it didn't bother me because of the blackjack tables i don't want to act like i got lots of money i'm throwing on but i know i'm at the fucking ride in the mix we're having fun i'm allocating i'm allocating my plaza money to this experience you got to stay at the plaza all right well i mean i can you know my i don't i i used to stay uh i I stayed at a couple nice hotels but now my girlfriend has a place in new york so i just stay there now it makes sense but but maybe sometime we'll just splurge one night splurge make sure you get at least a suite Okay. Get the plus. What? Okay. Get a cheese pizza. It'll I'm be way too much it. money. I'll get a, che- a, a cheese pizza. I'm sorry. I got excited that we were talking about the plaza. I'm really enjoying my cadence and how, how this is going. And I call it a pizza. I shouldn't have called it that. Get a cheese pie. Get a good za. You're talking like a high roller. Yeah, uh, man. You get yourself a cheese pizza. Cheese you're going to get in there. Yeah, you got to act like you're listing stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And the, the three things he's been passionate about was... First class jet blue, <laughs> then gambling, gambling thousands of dollars in Vegas, and then well then you gotta stay at the plaza. Let me yeah. tell you, get the suite. There's two things I don't do. I don't cheat on the person I'm dating and I don't not stay at the plaza. We're in New York. And I'm sorry that I'm a classy rules. guy. Those two simple rules. Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up? Cleveland. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I don't want to represent that I'm in the same place as Bone Thugs and Harmony, but I also don't want to represent that I got more than one pair of shoes a year. Middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cleveland's a Cleveland's an okay. Cleveland's okay. Hey, yeah. Grew up. I grew up in a good Jewish area. Nice. How's your Passover going? I was I was playing shows with Brent and gambling money and going to the plaza. I'm not oh, okay. the strongest of Jews. <laughs> you said that you, you said that like a bully in eighth grade who doesn't know how to bully Passover. No, how's, your Passover <laughs> how's your Passover going? People <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, I went in the. Did you, you, you did you smear the lamb's blood on the out of the casino? I don't so think the... you know what Passover represents. <laughs> it, I, I know exactly what it represents. What's the lamb's blood? The well, lamb's blood is uh, okay. So <laughs> I'm so nervous now. <laughs> Uh, uh, going to offend everyone. The Egyptians, <laughs> the Egyptians uh, had their foot on the Israelites. Yeah. And uh, Moses came along. You just saw Exodus. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and basically, uh, God said, I will smite uh, the Egyptians He's so like, that the Israelites can... Fool. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh and so they, God said, "I'm going to take the firstborn son of, of of all the Egyptians. I'm taking your seed, y'all. So <laughs> take the uh, take the the lamb's blood and wipe it on the door. So that show the, me you love me. So that the <laughs> angel of death knows to pass over your house and only kill the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. I believe I said this earlier in the episode, but a man can admit when he's wrong. And again, I fucked up. I apologize. Oh, but no, you. there's no the lamb G. blood. I only okay. remember the desert part. Okay. I, I always. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's... <laughs> he did say he's not a strong Jew. Yeah, but I did leave a chair for Elijah. <laughs> oh, good. I th- oh, that explains I the I thought Passover was when you... you don't even... Don't even, man. <laughs> Just... Isn't it when you... Oh, God. <laughs> Is it when the Jews a... wear no, the no, big no, nose no. glasses? I thought it's when you trap a chipmunk and scare the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Until what? he screams Passover. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yeah, you, you can't touch it, but you got You can be like, God! Ah! Like, Passover! <laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. Chipmunks can only say Passover. Well, that too. 
No, Chris. <laughs> no? No. What? It's Rosh Hashanah, oh, you idiot. I was idiot. trying to think of something ridiculous did you to just say. Make, you up. did. No. I, mean, I just made it yeah, up. Yeah, no, you've been sitting on that for a week. <laughs> if, I wrote that in New York. When Ron Funches says he doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I usually got a good grip of anywhere you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Funches is a you. You are an at midnight favorite. Yeah, wherever I go, when people ask me, uh, you know, they'll go, "Who's your, who's your favorite person on at midnight?" I go, "Who's your first favorite?" Ninety percent of the time, Ron Funches. Yeah, is, is, is you the kill name, him. The name cool. that pops it's really up. helpful for me. Tell me my, my shows. People come out for it. I really appreciate it. People what? come out to see me to ask if if you're around. <laughs> <laughs> How is Ron? Is he nice? I was like, oh. Yeah. He's nice. Yeah, he's great. He's the nicest. Do you ever see yourself getting so successful that you'll start being shitty? To oh, people? it started. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, take it from here. <laughs> oh my god! What? <laughs> I was just thinking about the chipmunk. <laughs> Are there some Ron Funches? There it is. Great laugh. It doesn't happen often. Katie's very difficult to crack. It is true. Because you've heard everything. Mm-hmm. You sit through all these Have podcasts. Have you heard this? Boom! <laughs> I was just going to do that. And I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> didn't get her. It did not get her. I actually pissed her off. <laughs> Sing to her, bro. My ex-boyfriend said boom right before he left. Sing to her. I blew my voice out doing the boom. Aww. Aww. <laughs> he could sing, too. Yes. <laughs> Sing off. I uh, oh Jesus. Oh I, Jesus. Okay, I'll do it if Brent goes first. <clears throat> I'll go first. Once there was a chipmunk <laughs> playing in the streets. Three simple Jewish men came up and stomped their feet. Get over here. Ha ha! And this chipmunk went Passover and they <laughs> And that's how it began. See, there we go. I mean, that's from the Broadway play Passover. <laughs> the chipmunk Passover. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can respond to that. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's like good. You must have a show tune in your back pocket okay, somewhere. Okay. Okay. And then the chipmunk said, "Passover, Passover." And I didn't know what to do. Passover, Passover, Passover. Passover. To you. In the streets of New York, Jewish, Jewish little Passover chipmunks. Ron and I started writing a song. New York Times calls it the most offensive play. To both Jews and chipmunks. Brent Moore stands behind it. Jews and chipmunks alike will be horribly offended. Just when you thought Book of Mormon was the most offensive musical of all time. Ron and I started writing a musical about him. Man. You have to make this now. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it is done. That. I think. I think. Oh yeah. man! So your background was the yeah. you, you were theater and <laughs> yeah, theater. 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 Something. theater. Yeah, yeah. Theater. Yeah, I did. I, uh, that's the reason I'm here. Actually, I did. Um, I did a, a musical in London. What's the name of that again? Spelling Bee. Twenty fifth annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. It was the thing like Josh Gad did it and Jesse Ferguson did it. No, Jesse. What's the guy from Modern Family? 
Oh, Jesse Taylor Ferguson. Jesse Taylor yeah. Ferguson, yeah. It, that's the thing that he, he got noticed from. So I did that in London. And then is, it just, a is that the improvised thing you said? Yeah, there was like half of it was improv. That's going to yeah. be weird. Which was cool. Yeah. No, it was really good. Well, that's, I mean, the idea of doing the same play day in, day out yeah. feels like a prison. Yeah. But being able to improvise yeah, sounds amazing. And, yeah, and you got to improvise singing and dancing and everything. Yeah, it was great. It's great. It's one of the best. So what do you do? You have to like they so this, interact. So this the, the improv came from. Um, so it was a spelling bee competition, and then we'd pick four audience members to come up and take part in the spelling bee. So then the the improvised stuff came from around them. Oh. Um, until and so we had to get them out with really difficult words. Until one night there was a a Chinese medical student who we couldn't get out. <laughs> we couldn't get him off the stage because they kept getting all the words right. <laughs> so they, they were on, and we just couldn't get him out. So then we had to make up a fake word. <laughs> to pretend that they got it wrong and then we had to get rid of them through that and then drag them out and then drag them off three hours later <laughs> yeah and there was no what song what was the fake that. word uh, I can't remember Boogalow or something right? yeah Boogalow <laughs> <laughs> did uh, what, what television shows did you do in England uh, Sherlock oh right. Game of Thrones Doctor Who uh, which who episode were you on? Oh, he's a who nerd. Who um, It was the uh, the Pandorica opens. Oh, the Pandorica opens. That was the season yeah. finale that year. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was I was the uh, the goofy soldier that, that. Oh, that's fantastic! Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. Rory waited. Rory waited. Yeah, he did. He waited a long time for his love. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge. Uh, oh, cool. My favorite. And now Amy's over here making TV shows. Yeah, and movies. Yeah, yeah. Karen's in uh, uh, the Guardians. Yeah, she's great. That's fantastic. What's That's it like crazy. to work on Doctor Who? It's so surreal because I only had three lines, but then as soon as as soon as they announced the cast, I was getting some really strange letters. Like I um, I got a letter from this guy, and it, he sent me pictures of his his daughter. She's like eight. Pictures of his daughter, kind of like this is Emily feeding a hedgehog. This is Emily cooking a cake. This is Emily doing this. And then I went to a convention and he was there with Emily. And he was like, hi, David, it's me. And do you remember Emily? <laughs> and uh, Emily's a huge fan. And he was like, aren't you, Emily? And she was like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so obviously it was just like weird. He was using his daughter. To, using his daughter. To, as the vessel for his fandom. Yeah. Yeah. And you get things like people send you uh, drawings of yourself. And they're like, here's a drawing. Do you think it might be worth some money? Maybe 10 or 15 pounds? Oh. And then they want you to send them a check for a, for a pencil drawing of your face. <laughs> and, and of course you said David it. spent so much money on thousands, thousands just, just thousands trying not to be mean, just being too nice. <laughs> a lot of terribly drawn pictures of him in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> People just take a whole wind. wall. People yeah, take yeah. wind of him and they just draw whatever pictures. You got to mail it, you'll get 15 pounds. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I did, I did a lot of the goofy, nerdy stuff over there, the kind of, yeah, the Game of Thrones and Sherlock. <clears throat> I'm I'm in I'm halfway through season four of Game of Thrones right nice. now. Okay, uh, which uh, one of the episodes won lots of Emmys and stuff, didn't it? The Red Wedding. Red season Wedding. Four. Oh, you were in Red Wedding. No, I wasn't. I was in season two, but that was apparently that's the best episode. I haven't seen it. It's, it's so I can't wait that. for it to come back. It's yeah, the only it's a couple days. That I, yeah, I'm so excited. Really? There's 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 too much good stuff on television right now. Yeah. There's I'm just Better Call Saul a lot. There's a lot of good television. Absolutely. I don't. I'm going to watch it all. But Game of Thrones, I'm actually like, I'm count, I'm, I cannot wait. I'm going to have a That's meal ready. His face. I know, he's so excited. <laughs> Always with food as well. You can have a meal. <laughs> yeah, you, give, you, get some, you get some fun pad thai, maybe a Chinese dish as long okay. as it's Asian. And uh, 
you know, watch it with, with someone I love. I don't know. I just, it's something I look forward to. Ron, what, kind, what shows do you watch? What's your favorite show? Uh, my favorite sh- I like I like Better Call Saul a lot right now. I watch a lot of wrestling all the time. Yes. That's probably where I spent most of my viewing hours. How know. much wrestling is on during the week? A lot. Uh, what, six, maybe about seven hours of wrestling. Ron, we brought it on tour while in the green room before and after the show. Ron's watching it. We played a yeah. game the last time Ron was on at midnight where uh, it was like, what is the outcome of this Thing. Oh right, right. You yeah. were on too, and uh, and it was they were all very, what we thought were obscure wrestling clips. <laughs> he knew them and all. Ron was like, "Oh, I remember this one. This was where blah 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 blah." And then he got all, he f- crushed everyone. Yeah, he have you lost me. yet? It came down to the final thing, and it was. Hmm? Have you? You haven't lost yet, have you? I've lost. Yeah, I've lost a couple times. Okay, but just but a you've couple. got the record for most wins. I think so. I want to bring cool. something up while we're talking about this. Um, at least when I'm on, yeah, against him especially. Mm-hmm. Chris, you got to hold for laughter on the final question. Because <laughs> you're, step, you're stepping over. The, now, I understand there's a technique to it, and that's just one big, heavy punchline. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Yeah. And that's the genre. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be. Well, <laughs> for laughter. There's layers to I this stuff. I feel like I did. Well, I, I'm, I appreciate you feeling it, but until a minute ago, you didn't even remember I was on that episode. And I get that. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, who's All that right? on? <laughs> Who? But after a bit, a little hold for laughter, you know? Get that Passover, chipmunk. Gotta lose, dude. It's the most fun. And you get the little monologue, the camera. It's cool. You get the no, red light. You lose first, but if you lose second. I've yet to lose and stay for the red light, and every time they tell me to stay for the red light, you I've just done walk that every off. Time. Yeah. yeah. By accident. I don't mean to. I it's forget. funny. It's your it's thing. Fun. It's my thing. It is my it's your thing. thing. When you to come lose. on, you didn't lose, you, you walk didn't off. Didn't you do a lot of man kissing the last time? Yeah, Santino and I did, Andrew. That was a we did one. we did some kissing on tour as well. Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Rick did. Rick won. You went really Backstage? British there. Did you really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Lots of kissing then. Yeah. Rick, <laughs> that's a. I mean, this is so offensive to Jews and Brits. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Try this pie. Okay. All right. <laughs> what all right. That? Try to think of English food. Get your fish and chips in your wand. I love that you said pie because you need your to be wand. safe. Like every culture has a pie. Kind of pie. <laughs> yeah. Tag is a pizza. Yeah. Follow us quickly down this alley. <laughs> Do you like your water? <laughs> Come on, you got to think of something more specific than water. Do you but... like your sparkling water? <laughs> <laughs> That was specific. <laughs> so mad. So British, well, I, you think, guys. I think we should see who's got the best British accent. Of you do. Yeah, of, of, of you four, I think. Wow. Mine's well, Rick, decent, Rick, you, Rick does a decent one. But you have to be able to see the finger mustache. And if you can't see the finger mustache, it's kind of pointless. Well, just say finger mustache, and then we'll oh, see. Okay, well, if you talk with a little finger mustache, you'll understand it sounds like you're quite from Britain. <laughs> quite from Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think it does. Well, that's your opinion. That's terrible. I ordered, I ordered a bunch of Maltesers I did, and they came, they were melted. I gave them the Big Bang Bosch I did. <laughs> You're just using British terms. You can't cheat it. That's a did good call. Did you say Big Bang Bus? British accent. It sounded like you said Big Bang Bus. They love the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good bazinga. A good what? A, a good what? Give him a good bazinga. <laughs> Ron just adds I did to the end of every sentence and that you're, gives you're, authenticity. Your British accent is the most amazing. The, the Funches filter creates such a wonderful... 
a, a wonderful output. It's like a, a woodland king. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us to the Overlords to the Limblongega. <laughs> you must answer three riddles. <laughs> yeah. Why come whenever someone does British, whether it's good or not, their voice is Eloise Ohoy. Monty Python. Actually, you could do it like oh, yeah. this. Obviously. It's because of Monty Python. Yeah. If you want to do it like Lot. No, it's lot. your agent voice again. No, okay, just, no, this is Brent doing 1980s British rock star. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like I, I told her you can't you can't come in if you don't if you're not wearing the the shirt that I <laughs> <laughs> that I got you. It's like you know, it's like you gotta respect the band, mate. That's what it's like. Mm. You can smell you smell pussy. <laughs> And you create music. That's, you this is, this so is, this is, that's, that's without doubt the worst go. I've heard. I think that's kind of good. You just while you're trying to find it, you go. You say it's like it's like it's, it's like well, it's like, it's like that's how they do it. Isn't that what they do though? Like, yeah. it's like they get a little bit like. You sound like what's going on? I like it. Man, it's amazing <laughs> what what we think we sound like in our head, huh? <laughs> Fuck. I was seeing Oscar, but no. Well, Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't we find the Quidditch? <laughs> no, man. Hey, watch, hey, watch, watch this, watch this. Brent, what's Quidditch? Quidditch is when you take the ball, you throw it in the air, you get on your brooms. You oh, you do know, okay. <laughs> you chase the golden nugget, and uh, you kiss Hermione, maybe. Just wait for the next movie. <laughs> chase the golden snitch. <laughs> It's funny though, having having David on the show, being British, it's so like we're comedians and we're fucking with them all the time. But they're normal people will just be like, "Oh, hello there," you know. Oh, it's do you like, know the Queen? And yeah, I, I spend like, so much of my life going, ah, "Yeah, yeah," <laughs> just immediately offensive. I sure do. Uh-huh, we, yeah, we all, I know. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. So. Would you say that bothers you the most when somebody says "mate"? Yeah, when, when some when it's when someone's trying to trying to like uh, connect with you by saying "mate," I'm like, you don't have to do that. Just say "dude." Just, right. Yeah. yeah. Like but they do it in an American accent. How 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 you doing, mate? And it just sounds really odd. It sounds really weird. Hey, mate. Yeah. See, how's your? <laughs> hey, mate. Look at these cunts over here. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a winner. <laughs> Look at these stupid cunts over here. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 These yeah, stupid fucking right. cunts. You twat. <laughs> Look at this fucking twat. <laughs> He's drove right over this uh, fucking Jeremy Clarkson. Nice. <laughs> nice Clarkson as well. Yeah. Uh, he knows. Yeah. I know. I know. Is yeah. Clarkson going back to the Beeb? Or he's is, out, man. He's out he's completely. Out now, surely. After dropping the N-bomb last year, he's got to be <laughs> He's got to be gone. Yeah. He's is that, someone else going to pick him up? Who? That was a final straw. <laughs> There's a guy called Jeremy Clarkson. He's a BBC presenter. He does a thing called Top Gear. And, uh, oh, Top he's, Gear. He's oh, yeah. put his foot in it a lot. And uh, in some outtakes last year, he did um, any mini money mo catch up. Mm-mm. But he said it under his breath. And then it got published. And... Uh, he didn't get fired. Unbelievably, he didn't get fired, but now he's just got fired. For punching. Wow. I think he punched a producer. <laughs> it's amazing the links that he had to go I to. Know. It was almost like, you're trying to get fired. Yeah, I know. He was Top Gear, though. He was. Yeah, and, and, he was and, that show. I mean, it's one of the biggest shows. Huge. Yeah, I had a DVD of that show. I watched it. So, <laughs> so, so, I'm cu- so I'm cultured too, yeah, guys. Yeah. I know Jeremy Cl- uh, Clark Clarkson. I I was at a uh, I I was in I was in London a few years ago, and I went to a movie, and he was in the movie theater, and these like 13 year old kids, like four 13 year old kids behind him, were heckling the shit oh, out brilliant. of him, and it it was clearly like he didn't respond to it, but it was just a lot of Mr. Clarkson, will you re- will you drive my car, Mr. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like whatever mercilessly, just yeah, whatever they can yeah, think of. Just like snotty thirteen-year-old yeah, British yeah. kids, just like poking at him and poking Brilliant. at him, and oh. it uh, it was amazing. Where was that in London? It was. Um, it was at a big. It was the this big theater. It was a Mission Impossible premiere, so it was the it was this big round theater somewhere. Uh, I don't really remember where it was, but it sort okay. of looked Narnia. Like, <laughs> it wasn't. It, it might have been Narnia. It was it through a wardrobe. Okay, it could have been Narnia. And uh, Mr. Tumnus what if that was the statement that got me in so much nice. trouble. What did you? What did you I say? said? What, what if that was the statement out of say? this entire podcast that got me in so much trouble? That's, you can't say that, Brent. You can't say Narnia. Not, it's like don't ask about the Queen and don't ask about Narnia. Narnia. <laughs> I was a big. Uh, I, I loved the C.S. Lewis novels so much, but they never made my favorite one. Which one? The Magician's Nephew, which oh, was the right. first one in the series where right. you discover all the rings and the pools and the and it's it's fucking amazing. Oh, but they yeah. and they never they never did it. Oh. Can you ask the queen why little they never nerdy, <laughs> nerdy child Chris? Is so I know. <laughs> My life is hard. <laughs> I like that title. I thought it was different, though. I thought it was just about like a really disappointed kid. It was like I hate my uncle. <laughs> oh, he's always coming to school, <laughs> trying to do these sleight of hand tricks. I, I, Nobody's buying it, I, Uncle. I know it's your thumb. It's not my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a great like if there was like a version of Cliff Notes like Ron's Notes where you basically just describe what you think books are about based on the I title. I like that. That's a great cat idea. on a hot Another tin roof. Great idea from Chris Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> it's about that's a cat. Well, was clearly just about a cat. Like how he get up to. <laughs> 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 Chapter two, the especially climb. when it's so hot. <laughs> you know you made a mistake. <laughs> All right, clear and present danger. <laughs> it's like, how do you? Why would you get in this situation in the first place? It was presented to you from the beginning that it was not going to be a good situation this summer. <laughs> There's going to be danger there. I think of other I- titles right now. I would love to hear you replace the in a world guy. Like, just have you be the voice. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> this mission's going to be seriously impossible. I will come and see this. <laughs> I don't want to give it all away. <laughs> There's some chipmunks. <laughs> I don't want to give it. Imagine hearing that. <laughs> okay, if you were doing a trailer for The Matrix. Uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you think you know what reality is? <laughs> well, guess what? You don't. And there's some things you could learn how to fly and stuff. And there's also some pills here coming this fall. <laughs> Do you like shiny trench coats and kung fu? <laughs> with the with laugh, the laugh, with the laugh, the laugh is included. The matrix. Your 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 laugh is so infectious, Ron. Thank what you. What made you decide? Like, what made you? You grew up in Portland. I grew up. Yeah, I lived in Chicago and moved to Portland and uh, a lot of different parts of Oregon when I was thirteen. When you were thirteen, what yeah. was it? that your family moved to? Oregon? Yeah, my dad. There was a big construction boom at the time, and so my dad moved there. Uh, and then when the boom left, he left, and I was like, "I'm gonna stay here." 
It was fun. And I that's like, where you started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started in Portland at Harvey's Comedy Club, a horrible 80s club that still doesn't do well. Or doesn't it's still there, well. right? Yeah, it's still there. It's just, uh, I mean, it's fun to have those places that are just indifferent to the <laughs> actual. They're just there to sell nachos. <laughs> there there are clubs around the country that are clearly run by people who it's all, it, it, it's really about comedy and there are other people who run clubs that are like you just distract these pigs while they shove beer and yeah, hot yeah, wings yeah. into their faces yeah they like well he can heckle as long as they are buying drinks you mm-hmm. know they don't care I had people rolling cigarettes in the front row oh my god like, they just brought it like this is what I'm gonna do for yeah. the next four to five minutes just roll cigarettes hey after you set could you say this message about who's playing next week you know that shit like, <laughs> what no <laughs> they gave me in uh, in one of the towns they gave me a big long list of five they give me five sheets of paper to read out on stage I was like dude my whole bit is four minutes long <laughs> and you're giving me like 20 minutes worth of, of intro that just gave you extra time and you're yeah, set yeah 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 it's tough some of those clubs can be really picky about there was a um, years ago my buddy Mike and I played at the Tempe Improv and they, they at that time I don't know if they still do uh, but they, or is it still open? Is Tempe Improv still yeah, open? Oh, yeah, it was there. Okay, just, it's it just there this last week. I apologize. Yes, it's still open. Good. But they um, they ran like 15, 20 minutes of commercials before the show. And we when we came out on stage, we were like, oh, this isn't our set. We're just going to do some more commercials. And like literally just a throwaway because we thought, oh, these people have sat through so many, you know, here's who's coming up. And then afterwards, the floor manager came up and he was like, hey, man. You know, the owner was here when, and he saw that, and he was really upset that you made fun of the commercial. Like, Whoa. this is a comedy club! Yeah, this is what I do. But I don't know if it's the same people running it anymore. This I was in 2007. It was fun. I didn't have fun with the radio, but that's just normal. Yeah. You know how. How do, how do, how do morning radio shows handle you? Uh, it depends on the show. Some of them are real weird. Uh, when, like, you know, there's some shock jock ones, and then they keep trying to go one way with it, and, not, and then I just go the other way. Because it's fun. And they're like, you know, sometimes they'll bring up my son, and then they'll just be like, what's it like having a kid with autism? And I'm like, it's great. It's dope. I'm going to try to buy him an Ashton Martin. That's what he wants. And they're like, you're going to give a kid with autism? Is that make you a good parent? I'm like, if I buy a kid, if I manage to be able to buy my 16 year old a luxury car, I'm an awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they? Why would they hit you up with autism questions? They just, you know, they just the the type of people who are like, let's just go for a touchy subject. And then they were like, fine with me. And then when I left, I heard them still because I kept it on their station. And then they were just like, well, Ron's saying they don't want to cure autism. They just want you to understand it. Oh, they're probably gonna ask for their own car lanes and stuff like that. Just you know, be. I'm just like, talk to me to my face, and I would have just shut you down nicely, politely, but thoroughly. But now you're just a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also it's just it's it's bad hacky jokes. Yeah, they yeah. Think it, and they, they probably think that's good journalism as well, because they think they're being brave by going there. They probably think that's kind of edgy. It was just, uh, I mean, I just think that radio, or and I don't mean because there's some good radio and there's some great people. I love like Sway. I love some wonderful radio people who've helped me. But in in general, right now, it's like a bastion of people who are kind of holding on to an old mindset of being racist or like sexist. Like you know, it's just the place where they just like still talk about women drivers and stuff like that. Right, right, like, right. Oh, that still exists. And and you go like, and you wonder why you're in a dying medium. Yeah, you wonder. Yeah, why are you jealous? 
ruthless when I come on here and, and talking about me on TV. He's like, yeah, because you're a horrible person. And that was with the guy, and he was like, oh, I heard uh, Chris D'Elia is Justin Bieber's favorite comedian. You think that's going to help your show? I'm like, yeah. How is it not going to help to have a super famous person say they love a guy on our show? He was like, well, what about a guy like me who, like, that turns me off from one? And I go, well, you're not our demographic. Our demographic is young people, smart people, people with money, attractive people. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was wearing my undateable shirt all around the plaza. (laughs) You're just hoping Justin Bieber would spot you and go. Just looking for rich, good looking people. Rick hasn't said anything for 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) He's just thinking about the plaza the whole time. (laughs) Uh, 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 You were not talking about the plaza? No. No. Well, deep- yeah, what if you just had that big rant and Rick just goes, yeah, they do have good sheets. <laughs> I, I have a lot of thoughts on what Ron's saying right now, but uh, and you and I have actually talked about it uh, a few times. Um, I don't think it's just, it's obviously it's not just radio. It's, I mean, it's all over stand-up comedy too. I mean, people just, if they get a reaction, then it's a, it's to them, it's a win. That's the thing is that when you're, yeah. when you're a young comic or you, or, or, or if you, because I think a lot of comics go through that when they're young. It's like, oh, it, it basically means you're not confident enough in your comedy writing skills that you have to sure. say something shocking as opposed to something funny. I because think that's like, where it starts. I think it starts for either not confident enough or not developed enough to do something more. But then if you do that, especially if you're on I – I have a big issue with Vine, by the way, because you have these comedians. And I call them comedians because they're putting out comedy content. But – they put out this stuff, and the only, they're getting all these favorites, all these or revines or whatever it is. They're getting a reaction, so now they're being trained to assume this is what it is and this is what it should be. And it starts from where not being able to or not knowing how to write anything different, but then people start to develop jokes around that. And it's just about calling out someone's mental uh, disability or, or calling out the size of somebody or the, or the color of their skin or whatever it may be. It's, it's because I think they were trained, they got a reaction that they like, and then from there it's I – mean, there's the seed has been planted. I don't think even if you're a great writer, there's no going back from that. But I don't know how far you can go with that. You know what I mean? Like I think success wise or how long you could do it. But I mean either actually, because I think sooner or later, I mean, you can't, it it just, that doesn't sustain. And I think when you're a young comic and you're like, I'm just going to shock the audience and say something that they can't, they won't believe. And then at a certain point, I mean, that's like a limited resource. I mean, it's like, it's like overfishing, you know? And then at a certain point you kind of go like, okay, I think I actually need to write, Joke jokes, good jokes, clever jokes, jokes about me, not like pointing fingers and going, hey, look at that. You know, like it's it's a it's 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 hacky. I mean, it's it's a hacky. It's a hacky thing to do. And I think in a lot of ways, because when you're they're not even pushing the envelope, you know, they're reinforcing old stereotypes. They're reinforcing things that aren't true. So it's like just reinforcing that status quo is the opposite of being provocative is the opposite of, of being shocking. And, and that's what I, I hate. It's like, Oh, I mean like be racist, but be fun. You know, <laughs> I'm so much more offended by hackiness than, than by racism. <laughs> I, have, I, I, I have a bit of a talk about it. Someone would call me a kike. I mean, it's like, that doesn't bother me because whatever, man, you, you know that word. That's cool. You must be part of the Jewish community. You know what I mean? Right. But then, but it's like when you do it, you kikes, fuck, you know, uh, you know, hey, there's a dime on the ground. Why don't you, what are you talking about, man? Kikes hate dimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no offense, that's but Jew, Jewish race. women aren't the most, you know. <laughs> and that's how you write a good one. <laughs> but, I, but I honestly, you know, if, if, you, if there's any consolation you can take away from it, Ron, it's the idea that you know 
the, <laughs> those types of comments come from a person who is dead inside. Like those people, and they don't get it. They're shriveled like, a long time but ago. The audience yeah. listening to it, who isn't as familiar with comedy and not just about what's current, but just what it teaches around. a bad it, it, message. It them, yeah, it trains yeah. them to. This is what it is. You know, it, certain. Ah, now I feel like I'm the things you're not allowed to say, but even. Whether it's Vine or, or bad television, whatever it may be, there are people that are – and I say middle America is a metaphor for people that aren't around this constantly. But they're like, this is what it should be. This is not only where the bar is set, but this is what the context is and what we're supposed to understand. And then they develop things around that. So people who go up on stage who are inexperienced or insecure or have been doing it for a while and just want shock, whatever it is, they're now training these 200, 400 people in the audience. And the more of them they are, the more people come to expect that. So when I go up on stage and say, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm a little weird. I'm trying to figure it out. I get it. I haven't quite gotten my voice down. It's, they don't get what I'm doing because I want to hear about how, how fat people love chicken wings. That's all I care about. Right. And they've been trained to hear that. Well, I think that's why – you, uh, it is your the the only thing you can do as a comedian is <laughs> is write good you know like strive to write good material and try to train people to appreciate yeah. good material and if there are, there are audiences that want to hear bad stereotype jokes you don't have to perform for them yeah you know yeah, Ron Ron is going on the radio in front of these people though yeah but I've started I mean that's actually a takeaway I took from that is like you know what no I want because of the way that they looked at me and the way that they, I could feel like it's not a racial thing but it's just like oh you're different. You're not like us. You don't think like us. And I'm like, I want to embrace that. I want you to come to your town and you think I'm a fucking freak. That's what I would like. I want the people who want to get me to get me, and I'm always going to be looking for more of those. But if you don't get me, I want you to know from a mile away that you don't get me. Right, because you don't want... You don't want that kind of if, if that type of small mindedness gets you, then you don't want to be a part of that in any yeah, way. Pretty much. Who are these guys? You should just say who they were. I don't. I mean, if I had taken Chris any time Leo. to even look through my itinerary, <laughs> Chris yeah. 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 Chris is fuck Chris. Chris in the mornings. <laughs> I'm gonna say Frontier whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> we all love that word. You won't stop us anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that no one called them out. For, for 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 making jokes about autism, like that's I mean, it's, it's shocking. No, I think they, they always, you know, they hide behind uh, like, oh, oh, against, oh, PC police against it. I'm just saying it things. I'm just saying it how it is. You know, yeah, I just say what people want to hear. Ugh. Well, uh, if it makes you feel any better, they're trapped in radio and they're not going to go any further than that. <laughs> and you're going to have a, a back to Chipmunk Passover. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Let's get back to real comedy yeah. with Chipmunk Passover. Hacks. Anyway, hack two. <laughs> <laughs> jump, 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 jump. <laughs> does, it bo- does it bother you at all, or do you can take it all in stride? Uh, I mean, both. Yeah, it bothers me a little bit. I had some things bother me recently because the, the movie would get, would get hard. I had a bunch of, uh, or not a bunch, but a, a handful of black intellectual young, young people uh, just be like, hey, you're a coon. And that always was like, oh, I didn't expect this to happen. Who said that? I don't know. Some lady. I think her name's Kanisha. Just because she was like that the movie uh, reinforces stereotypes that uh, a lot of black people go to jail. 
I think that was it. I think that was her beef with it. She didn't see it though, because in the movie, the whole thing is that he hadn't been to jail. Yeah, that's the plot twist. Sorry for giving it away. Spoilers. It's in the trailer. Now what? Now where? Where do you think the responsibility is? Where if someone, let's say, if someone is actually telling a story, let's say you you tell a joke on stage and it's something that's legitimately from your life, and someone goes, "You're reinforcing stereotypes." You're like, "But this is something that really happened." Like, yeah. what? Where, where's the line? And what? I feel like both is both is like mind your fucking business. Either way, like I don't owe you anything. Is how what my took because for a minute it bothered me, and then I went on Conan and talked about how I ate oatmeal, and I got a handful of people telling me to go fuck myself about oatmeal. <laughs> so, I'm just like, oh, I mean, okay, well, this is just what it is. It's just what it is. They had a fucking point. Now, that <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's how you know you're making it, dude. You're getting haters. I think I think it's you know because now because of social media, every single person has mm-hmm. a voice. Yeah. And a percentage of people, no matter who you are, are not going to, you know, a lot, some of it is they don't like you. Some of it is they're not happy with themselves and you just got in front of them at the wrong time. And, and social media basically traps an emo- it's an emotional snapshot of whatever they were feeling. And, and I think a lot of the time they don't even necessarily feel that way anymore. It's just like, I'm feeling this now and this is a way I can blurt yeah. that out. We- well, last year we, would, we tried a different approach when we were like live tweeting our show and stuff and we'd have people say like, you know, unwatchable, you guys suck or something and then we would kill them with kindness, remember? Like, yeah. Ron, you'd write them like, why would you hurt our feelings? We're just trying to work. And yeah, because I feel because uh, yeah. I feel like especially when on a TV show, maybe especially a network show, that people are like, "Oh, these aren't even real people," and I can just be like, "This show sucks. This guy sucks. This guy's fat. This guy's too Jewish. This guy's British. This guy can't sing." For too real. Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> like we're okay with Jewish. Yeah, you're too Jewish. <laughs> too Jewish. <laughs> but it's nice this is an go- acceptable <laughs> level of Judaism <laughs> on television. But if he doesn't work on Friday, oh. I'm not watching on Tuesday. <laughs> At nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just got good chemistry. We yeah, got yeah. good chemistry. But the response, guy. the response to being nice, they would immediately be like, "Sorry, man, I actually do like the show. You guys are great." Like yeah, a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, sometimes yeah, before the show even came out, if you have a show that's called Un Anything, you're just going to get shit because yeah, there's all yeah. the puns in the world they could make. Right. But we before it even came out, they were calling it unwatchable and yada yada yada. And right when we were right back, like, "Yo, man, like we're doing this with our friends I, for years. I wanted this job. Please give us a chance." They, they, sorry, I haven't even seen it. I just got mad at the trailer because it, it, I hate commercials or whatever it is. Yeah, and, the and thing then is, I'll watch it now. And it say. loops around a lot to the sort of hacky comedy thing where they just don't expect. They want to get a reaction out of you. Absolutely. Yeah, so is. they just poke, yeah. and then you're like, "Ow! Oh, oh, sorry, that. sorry. Oh, you're a person, right? It's very, it's a very low percentage of people that'll be like, "Yeah, I poked you. Fuck you. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's a very. And there's almost a respect to that, and I don't mean please keep saying fuck you when I say ow. Say no, fuck you. You too, Jew or whatever. Right. But like, it's like, oh, you got a rapper, by the way. Too Jew. Jew. <laughs> no, it's just, it's two star Davids. <laughs> two, uh, <laughs> now, one, one triangle on each. Like, and it's, they, uh, yeah. The Grammy you goes guys, to two Jew. When, uh, when, when two when Jew opened for two chains, it was so. Two Jew chains. Two Jew not only opens for him, but handles all of his finals. You're reinforcing stereotypes. Yeah, but fuck you. <laughs> you know, it, listen. I hate the show. Come on, man. Work hard. Yeah, I get you work hard, but the show sucks. All right, you seen the show? Thanks for watching. You don't like it? Try not to be so mean anymore. But this is your point of view, as opposed to just, hey, let's see if we could get this guy who's verified to write me back. Right, I'm verified. Oh, so you're saying you're verified? <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, he he really asked to be verified. It's but. nice. It's nice when when they do it and they make spelling mistakes and then you just call out their spelling mistake. Oh, actually, oh yeah. Gosh, yeah. And then they all then do. That, by the way, don't I, which I don't like doing. Actually, I'm just like, hey, if you got the gist of it. It, then you got it. Just pointing out a, a technical mistake. <laughs> 
fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually want to say that I like the how people have been turning around because there was a lot of that, and then it's not like people protect our show. It's yeah, really it's fun really to see people yeah. be like, especially since Bridget joined. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. well, I think when I saw the billboards for like just seeing the billboards, of your guys' faces all over Los Angeles. Yeah, was really exciting because like, oh wow, then. You know, networks don't just do that. Yeah. That's when they get behind a show, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was a 180. It was, yeah, the from show, last the year, this year. The show came out as a summer show, and uh, nobody heard of it. Um, yeah, it was almost like like one of us was the owner's son, and just to get rid of us, they let him, <laughs> like, go make, some, go make a show, you know? Like, and then now it's like, they're like, ooh, we like you guys. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird change. From the, from the moment cool. we came back for the second season, it felt like a different show. They were way, yeah. way more behind us. Um, Which yeah, also, I give credit to NBC, too, because there's so many shows that get canceled when they don't give them a chance to live. And I, I commend NBC for letting us like breathe a little bit. Because yeah. yeah. shows used to be 22 episodes, and that's where you can really find your legs and figure out what the show is. Because most things are built on a pilot, then you're trying to figure out off people's strengths and chemistries and how does something work. And then adding Bridget this year and... Bill Lawrence and Adam Stekiel just being so open to creative criticism and, and feedback and yeah, that's the best thing about this job is like because yeah. it's not to say that we sometimes I mean there were great writers it's not like sometimes a bad joke won't sneak in but with us like they have this front line of people who love comedy who go like oh I'm not gonna go do this Oprah joke that you wrote because it's 2015 and I don't want to do that and then they'll be like well come up with something different and yeah. and that's the best answer in the world and they don't get mad at me they don't go like oh, you know, just do what we say. They're just like, well, if you can beat it, beat it, and we'll come up with something different. It's great. Yeah, for, it's something, for something at such a high level in terms of, you know, it's on a network and stuff, I've, I've never been in something so collaborative. Yeah. They listen to everyone, like every yeah. single cast member. Door open to. And even, even one of the guys, Adam, who came in, and he, um, he, was a, he, was, he was only doing one episode, and he was like, oh, you guys do a lot of improv, huh? And we were like, yeah, yeah. And then he did some improv, and he did this thing. He did this breakup selfie gag, and Bill was like, "I like that. I'm going to get that kid back." So they just even the people who come episode. in, they get freedom to kind of have a play as well. And it's, yeah, um, and he, they're really adamant about like, we just want to. If there's any roles that you think fit your friends, we just want funny friends in the show. Oh, like, that's great. If they, they like fit, if they fit Brent's stuff. friends, not my friends. <laughs> they never. They never. I'm just saying, don't come to me asking for roles because I don't, I'm not. <laughs> Run him, your funny friend. Oh, oh. I'm perfect. <laughs> Look how undateable I am. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> right, those ra- those radio guys are gonna call him like, "Hey man, sorry about those jokes." <laughs> um, yeah, I heard they. Your friends? I heard. I heard. First of all, they want your friends, and I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Let me come in. Oh my god. I ran into D- I ran into Dalia at breakfast the other morning at the diner I go to at your house at my house at, 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 uh, <laughs> like oh out. what are you doing here walked out in a robe <laughs> uh, but I, it's so funny to run into Dalia in public because every single time he has this energy like he's just killed someone oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and scary he doesn't want anyone to know about it yeah you're like hey oh hey what's up like yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, twitchy yeah. and there's something kind of like where, where did you come from just now like there's some weird thing going on oh, that I can never figure out that's a really good observation good. he is he yeah. just looks scary yeah I've never noticed that but yeah he does look like he's always covering something up well he's in his phone and then once someone says hi he realizes oh the world isn't that 
you know, and then you come up to him, and then I feel like I'm just now continuing a sentence because I didn't get a reaction, and I don't know how to end what I'm going to say. Was I being rude about one of our friends? But you guys get it. <laughs> no. Too Jewish, too Jewish. No. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> too Jewish. He saved it at the end there. He saved it. Yeah. What if? <laughs> but but he but he's funny. He's a funny guy because he. If he if he likes you, then he'll be nice to you. But if he's not interested in what you're yeah, saying, he'll just yeah. be like, "Yeah, I don't care." And yeah, then he'll yeah, just yeah. like walk away. That's <laughs> what I love about him. He's, he's very he's honest. So he great. doesn't he, fake it. It's very not, yeah. There's a lot of people who are a bit phony, and Chris is a hundred percent honest to a fault. You absolutely <laughs> know where you stand with him, and, and I just love in it. his face. We yeah. have to do most of the interviews together when we do press, and I got to be. It's a nightmare. Because he just doesn't want to do it. And if he doesn't want to do it, and, and somebody says something stupid like, what makes you guys undateable or whatever, if we're doing like hundreds of different interviews, he, he's just like, I'm out. <laughs> he did shit. He did this thing. He did this yeah. thing. He said, he said watch, if, if anyone gets my name wrong on in interviews, watch what I do. And then someone called him Chris Delia. And he literally put his legs in the air and was like, I... <laughs> on the morning news <laughs> and I was like what was that he was like it's because they got, they got my name wrong <laughs> to condition them yeah 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 <laughs> but he didn't correct them so they don't know yeah. <laughs> I just think but he's crazy like a lab rat though eventually if they do it enough and they'll start how to how many connect. times are we going to go to you know uh, obscure city that I can't think of in front of these people uh, Duluth Duluth twice Minnesota <laughs> Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to Minneapolis on Friday, and then Madison on Saturday. Have you guys been oh, there? Oh, Madison. Madison was, oh, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. It's, it's great. Good I love it. Town. I yeah. love it, yeah. Minneapolis is great, too. Mm-hmm. It's where they shot, uh, what's it called, with Dangerfield? Uh, back to school? Yeah. I was going to say that, but I was going to say back to college for some reason. Well, that was the subtext of the movie. kind of what it was, right? Yeah, he was going, yeah, back, he was to going back to college. You're not wrong. It was. I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm a C-plus student. But yeah. we were doing the title of the movie. But you're I'm also a doctor. I am a doctor. Good goes a good callback. Thanks, And I feel like they didn't give you enough for that, yeah, but you, well, des- you, deserve, yeah. you deserve Always. more. But, uh, oh, but in, in general, you guys are good? You good? You happy? I'm happy. Yeah, really I'm happy. Real happy. I'm feeling good. I got a great bed. I have a fun girlfriend. I got some good amount of money. I got to go to wrestling a lot. I'm working a lot, but I feel good about it. I'm losing some weight. Things are just feeling good. I'm on a positive path. Thank you for asking, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I really hope someone love- memes that and takes a headshot of you and just like prints all of that yeah, yeah, in text. Yeah. Also, put put it in order to make sure you the know bed. the priorities are. Listen, my girlfriend's great, but hold on. I got a great bed. <laughs> the bed is great. With bed. Like, you open with bed. It's a good bed. Well, that's one of the things. Like when you first start making money, that's one of the things. It was like the first purchase when I moved because because it, no it, it is you realize it's one of the most important pieces of furniture in your house because you spend a third of your life in it. You're yeah. preaching to the choir. Oh choir. yeah, yeah this is we love beds. Uh, yeah. We're big bed people. Bad <laughs> undateable. We love beds. I uh, got a great one. It's feeling good. Yeah, spent so many times in horrible beds or cots or just not beds, floors. Floors. So now it's nice to have a great bed. And then because it's like I'm working a lot more. So I'm like, oh, when I'm tired, I just like to let that bed turn into a taco. Start <laughs> vibrating. Do the things that it does. The bed turns into a taco? It goes back in time. It does look <laughs> amazing. Bed. bed. It makes f- me juice. What? <laughs> That's not heightening. It turns into a taco. We could go to any place in the world and get this. Makes me juice. <laughs> and I got a good girlfriend. Yeah, she's great too. But this taco this bed, she juice? does not make me juice. No, no, no. And she doesn't turn into a taco. Well, I mean, come on. 
Uh, well, Got him. We did it. We did the podcast. That was I, an hour. I, it, it took me about 20 minutes to realize it had started. I know. <laughs> you know, I got to get better at that because... No, it's the, good that way. It's, no, it's so good so many that times, way. No, so many times when people are on, like 10, it's usually 7 to 15 minutes, and they're like, have we started? And it's become sort of a drinking game of people listening to the podcast. And I, I, I always have to remember that I should tell people up top, there's no real start, and you can swear, and you can say whatever you want. I always forget to tell no, that's them. That's great. But, no, I uh, liked it. The second I saw you go, how you guys doing? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, this is happening. Yeah, we oh, started. Holy we're locking shit. it in. Okay, oh, come on. Oh, bits, bits, oh, bits. Oh, Chipmunk. That's what's going on in my head. We were supposed <laughs> to hang out, and we never ended up hanging out. I know. Out. Well, you're busy. Fault. I got busy. No, we both. We'll do it. Got Let's so do it. So insecure yeah. for you to Head say that you were also busy. Yeah. Well, you were busy. I also. Listen, I was doing things. I could have made time. To be honest, if you were not busy, I would have been available. Was I around in the perimeter if you were there and wanted to do something, I could have possibly joined you. Possibly, you know, who knows? Maybe, but I don't yeah. know. I yes. mean, they're missed yeah. opportunities. You I know, know. So I get to grab these. We'll do it though. But it's you know, when when we were touring, I was single, and so I yeah. had I had a lot. You know, it was like, oh, I can now, go. You know, now it's over. And now I have a I have a really great girlfriend. Now you have a great girlfriend. So why do you want to hang out? What do out you with sleep me? on? A bed. Yeah, dude. So you, you you toured while you were single with Brent. Yes. Okay. But we were never. <laughs> did you did you did you dance in the shadows? No, but no. you know I I watched. Uh, he doesn't I, drink or anything. Oh, I don't okay. drink, and so and, and also I'm not I'm not. He just kind of looked at me go crazy. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not I'm not like smooth like with like big meeting people, and so I kind of just like watched them, <laughs> you know, like move in and talk to ladies, and I I just stood back and sipped at a club soda. It was fun though. Many a time though, it just That's end up the being like That's the classic punches maneuver. <laughs> what? That's punches the punches? <laughs> yeah. Sipping club soda. You'll sit back with a club and cranberries, watching other people get laid. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually quite refreshing. <laughs> Much happier doing yeah. that. It's typical. Well, right on. <laughs> You were listening to Clown Jazz. <laughs> it's another half hour of people hitting each other with cream pies. <laughs> right you mean where they ejaculate into each other without wearing condoms? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I thought, was that not? Oh, you, had it right. you nailed it. No, that was good, that was good. Yeah. You, know, you just say what people are too scared to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm edgy. <laughs> the way you just said I'm edgy is the least edgy I've ever heard anybody say it. I'm edgy. No, I it's it like was... a killer doll. <laughs> is... I'm edgy. Okay, the wor- okay, the worst thing that I've ever like the the dorkiest thing that I've ever said my la- my uh uh this is a few years ago, uh girlfriend, I legitimately got mad at something on my computer and I I blurted something out and she said that was the uh, the fucking dorkiest thing I've ever heard anyone say. I had ordered a T-shirt and it, I and it hadn't arrived, and I cu- I couldn't track it down. And I'm like, they're all out of this Hawking T-shirt in a small. So real. You're a small. It was yeah. I'm a men's small. They're all out of this Hawking T-shirt and a small. It was this picture of Stephen Hawking, and there was like this this wireframe of a black hole, and it said, you know, my goal is simple: is a complete understanding of the universe, or some, you know, just a quote, a quote like. And it was it was my favorite shirt for the longest time, and but I couldn't track it down in a small. <laughs> I was really upset. <laughs> Edgy. <Yeah. laughs> 
But I'm very happy for Undateable, and I'm very happy that you guys are working and and uh, Thanks, and and please and again keep coming on at midnight and keep uh, and how, how much longer is the tour going on? We're just done. We yeah, just finished. finished. It. I'm sorry we didn't yeah. get to promote that. It's okay. It we're doing a live show May fifth. Yeah, yeah that. that's the important. Where, where's one, the though? May fifth show? We're, uh, well, we're doing a live hour. Oh, you're doing of the your show, show live on yeah, it's, it's airing yeah. live. Um, an East, hour. Uh, okay, we're so, doing two of them: an East Coast feed and a West Coast feed. So, uh, is there? Are you going imp- to? Is there going to be improv? We don't know yet. Mistakes. I think there's going to be control. I think there'll be improv. I, I think we'll yeah, rehearse it a lot, but the, they'll they'll say, and now in this bit, this little maybe five minute segment or whatever, they'll, they'll say, yeah, yeah, hold, hold, hold for as long as he goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean that's a that's a gutsy move. I know. I don't. I, yeah. I, that is classic crazy. days so of television move. I yeah. think that's part of. I think that's part of our thing though is that people are going to expect us to laugh and mess up. And mm-hmm. well, in a in an age we where it's difficult will. to get people to watch television mm-hmm. to, yeah. at a specific time, you yeah. do have to kind of create event programming. Yeah, reason. I mean, there's no difference of watching it now or tomorrow if you DVR it. But if it's live, like you're seeing it. You're I seeing agree. it happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck. I hope Before that I pull it. I hope you know no one says anything crazy. <laughs> that <Like> you- that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, if one of us just loses it on the live episode, so fuck the government. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Mr. President. Fuck you. I'm just like you know what, Danny. I Jew. Like, oh God, kill the feed. Why did he say that? I'm like, did I just say Jew? <laughs> Why did I say that? Why did I say that? We went from we went from fuck the the president of the government to just saying a religion. <laughs> you think that's bad? Those are the hot words. Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Christ. <laughs> that's all you say. Greek Orthodox. Maduism. Man, my instincts to say the real hot words are really being suppressed at the moment. <laughs> Good for you, Ricky. Well, yeah, don't, well, actually, don't. No, don't. No. Would you like to? Would you like to uh, save it for the live show, Ron? You should end the podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you have to tell people to enjoy their burrito. <laughs> enjoy your burrito. Yes, <laughs> the best. That laugh. You have to make that a ringtone, dude. Do you understand how much money you'd make if you made your laugh a ringtone? I'm on it. I'm on it, Hardwick. That sounds like a great idea. Send me. It's a great. Yeah, I like that you say to cut this part out. (laughs) 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 Oh man, sweet fun. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker lied like a liar like a liar and if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal or you love to hop in the way back machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes you should tune in to our podcast morbid follow morbid on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to episodes early and ad free by joining wondery plus and the wondery app or on apple podcasts